Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Many people feel lost if they don't have a plan, but how are we supposed to plan when we know that Jesus will be returning so soon? Today, Pastor J.D. reminds us to make our plans, but don't count on them. Jesus comes back, you'll want to be found busy doing His work, but you'll also want to be found ready. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on November 13, 2022. According to Bible Prophecy... The enemy has infiltrated the last day's church with tares of false Christians, birds of false growth, and the leaven of false doctrine. I suppose one could sum it up this way. False Christians plus false growth plus false doctrine equal confusion, deception, discord, and division. Question number four, the fourth and final question. What would Jesus say about all the fear and anxiety surrounding COVID-19 and the injection? Now, the answer to this is really quite simple, yet somewhat difficult in the sense that it goes against the mindset, again, of many Christians, the wrong thinking by way of a preface to what Jesus would say about all this, it is of paramount importance that we first understand the paradox of all this. And by paradox I mean, this is difficult for Christians who still hold on to this world and the things of this world, not realizing that paradoxically we'll lose it if we try to keep it. Our, our treasure's here, so we're, we're, our heart is here, and we're, we're torn between the two. And that's, that's the paradox, because we're in the world, but not of the world. And we're going to be taken out of the world. And this world is not our home, and why are we getting too settled here? Thursday night, Jeremiah, oh man, what a, chapters 35 and 36. I know I say it every week about every chapter in the book of Jeremiah, but I mean, it's so apropos. We're introduced to this people group called the Rehabites. They're actually the descendants of Jethro, who was the father-in-law of Moses, and their father, their forefather, some 300 years prior to the account we have in Jeremiah 35, had commanded them to have a light touch on the world. In fact, they were not to buy homes or plant vineyards. They were to drink no wine. They were to have tents and live a nomadic life. And the takeaway amongst the many takeaways from that study is that we're just passing through. We're all nomadic. 
Don't don't, uh, dig your roots down too deep. Don't get too settled. Be like the Rehabite, agile and mobile and at the ready, able to pick up when the trumpet sounds and we go up. If we're too tethered to this world, well, listen to what Jesus said, Matthew 16, verse 24 through 27. And Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross, death, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and will then repay every man according to his deeds. It's with this preface that I think we're better able to answer the question before us of what would Jesus say about all the fear and anxieties surrounding COVID-19 and the injection. Um, Question though, would you agree with me that the injection, if you really peel back all the layers, what it's really about is the fear of losing one's livelihood or even one's lifestyle in this world, not to mention even losing one's very life, for one to acquiesce to this fear of loss is very telling, such that it says this, I don't trust God because I fear man, and I'm holding on too tightly to my life in this world. That's why I acquiesced. I didn't want to lose, and you fill in the blank. But wait a minute, that's the paradox, because Jesus said, if you try to keep it, you're going to lose it. And conversely, if you lose it, you're going to keep it. That's all I can say on that. Is that true? That's the fear. It's the fear of loss, the fear of losing what I had in this world. Let it go. You want to keep it, lose it. That's the paradox. And the sooner a Christian comes to the realization that this faith we call our faith in Christ is a paradoxical faith, the better. The way up is the way down. You want to live, die. I know that goes contrary to everything within our sin and human and Adamic nature, but that's the truth. The ones that are holding on to what they have here in this world, and I'm like, it's going to burn. I'm going to get into an area that I don't have time to get into, and don't look at your watches. Here's what Jesus said about that. Matthew 10, beginning in verse 26. Therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, and hidden that will not be known. Can't wait. 
Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. And you can yell if you want. (laughs) And verse 28, do, listen, do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. But rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Wow, the strength of that. Well, I realize that the implications of what Jesus says here may be hard to grasp. The truth is, this is all about eternity. And it's for this reason that the aforementioned difficulty of this is that it goes against the mindset of the Christian who lives for this world. Conversely, it's the Christian who's already let go of this world and died to their life in this world, then in turn will not fear what's happening to this world. This world that we've long overstayed our welcome in, this world not our home. God created us for eternity. Please know that I'm in no way dismissing the seriousness of this genocide, and that's what this is, is a genocide. Rather, I take very seriously the nearness of the rapture because of this genocide. These kill shots, as they've been referred to currently, as they are currently, are only able to kill one's body here and now. But what's infinitely more serious is the matter of one's eternity. That's all that matters. I think I'd be grossly remiss if I didn't expound just a little bit more specifically on these COVID injections before we bring our time together to a close. If I could be so bold as to say that silent complicity in regard to this demonic evil, which is fulfilling Bible prophecy, is yet another reason, like we needed another one, of why the church is the way it is today. Sadly, people are being led like a lamb to the slaughter, not knowing that they're being deceived by the enemy in this last day's pharmaceutical deception, Revelation 18.23. The word for sorceries in the Greek is pharmakia, from where we get our word pharmacy or pharmaceutical. And when Babylon falls, the judgment is that they will be judged because of their sorceries that deceived all the nations. And I would say emphatically without hesitation that all the nations of the earth today, all the nations have been deceived by this pharmaceutical deception. We continue to receive voluminous emails and comments from people all over the world about this deception, and some are just absolutely heartbreaking. They demonstrate how that, like with the parables, the confusion, compromise, corruption, and deception have found their way into the fields and the branches of the church. Thankfully, we also receive emails and comments that are very informative, exposing the deception. 
especially from those who work in the medical field. I want to share with you one such email from John who writes, Hi JD, this is in reference to your November 6th prophecy update and mention of the flu vaccine. I'm a registered respiratory therapist of over 30 years and work in all areas of a hospital performing direct patient care. Every year when it's time for people to start taking the flu vaccine is when the flu also begins to show up right on time. Most everyone believes they are taking it to protect themselves, but are actually the ones getting it and spreading it to those who don't get it. Back in late 2019, after people had been taking the flu vaccine, we began seeing something unusual show up in patients coming to the hospital. We didn't know what it was. As it turns out, looking back and moving in to 2020, it was COVID-19. We were seeing it in Kansas before it was ever announced in the U.S. There is only one way this could have happened. It came in through the flu vaccines. What a clever, deceptive thing for Satan to do. Nobody was expecting it, and everyone was conditioned to take it and trust it. Interestingly, we didn't have a flu season in 2019, 2020. Remember that? We've talked about that. Miraculous. Continuing, we believe many people have been deceived into getting COVID vaccinated and are continuing to get COVID vaccinated through the flu vaccine and also by the COVID vaccines and boosters. These people are the spreaders. By the way, we have had very little flu in the last several years, only different strains of COVID. Always see a spike in something viral towards the end of the year and into spring right on time, and not a coincidence. Thank you for your ministry, J.D. Look forward to meeting you in the air soon, Maranatha. I'll take you up on that, brother. Over the last two and a half years now, I, like you, have witnessed many people coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ as a result of COVID-19. And this is happening because God will do everything and stop at nothing to reach the lost. And this is because it's not His will that any should perish. Yes, what's happening in the world now, at the end of the age, and it is absolutely the end of the age, it's evil. But God is meaning it for good as only He can, and the salvation of many. This is Genesis fifty twenty, my favorite verse in the Bible, with the other favorite verses in all the Bible. But Joseph to his brothers says, after all they did to him. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about, as it is this day, to save many people alive. Yes. I want to share with you an email we received on Friday. It's from Zach who writes, God directed me to one of your prophecy videos on YouTube 
Honestly, I wasn't much of a believer, but after watching your latest video, I have decided to give my life to Jesus. Praise God and thank you for being us. Yeah, praise the Lord, right? Um, I hope you don't tire of me saying this, but I would much rather scare somebody into heaven than flatter them into hell. Okay. This is why we do the updates. This is the purpose of the updates. And this is why we end with the mina of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the childlike simple explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. What's the A? The A is for simply admit or acknowledge that you sinned. And it's when you acknowledge that you're a sinner that you'll have a need for the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. Because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 packages the bad news first with the good news. The bad news is, is that there's a penalty for sin and all of sin, and the wages of sin is death. That's the bad news. But Here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So wages, gift, someone had to purchase that gift. Jesus purchased it. We are not our own, but purchased with the price, paid for in full. And then the gift that He paid for is offered to us, the gift of eternal life. That's the gospel, that Jesus came, that He was crucified, that He was buried, that He rose again on the third day, and that He's coming back again one day to take us out of this world to that place that He has prepared for us in His Father's house. The B, very central, is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe, put your trust in, believe in Him for the forgiveness of sin. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. This brings us to the C, which is a, an expression of the B, when you believe in your heart, you're going to call out from your heart with your mouth. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10, 13 this says it all. It says that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's pretty simple, isn't it? That's the gospel. If you've never called upon the name of the Lord, believing in Jesus for the forgiveness of sin, acknowledging your sin, falling short of His perfect standard of righteousness, I would implore you today 
to make the most important decision of your life for eternal life before it's too late. Before it's too late. All right, today's But God testimony. Oh, it's a very special one because it comes from Pia, who's a dear friend of mine in Switzerland. She writes, Shalom, J.D. First, I need to give you greetings from my Watchman Telegram group. We all stand with you, and they are always happy to get the German translation. Most don't understand English. It is really important for all of them to follow a pastor that shares the truth and is so brave. Sadly, we don't have pastors like you in the German part of Europe. So a huge thank you from all of us. We all are praying that Jesus always surrounds you and your family from every side. I know that there must be many attacks against you, especially from some brothers and sisters. People in Europe are not really open to the gospel. Since Corona, they are like robots. Even in the red light district, which, by the way, is where Pia evangelizes there in Switzerland. And so I hope they will find my left behind letter and the Bibles after our rapture. I am more and more in the mode. Important is that they spend eternity with Jesus, even if that means they have to first go through the tribulation. So my personal short but God story. I share it with you because it was really encouraging to me how God works. I don't know if I ever mentioned that I work for the Swiss government in the military department. I would say 99% are fully jabbed. And last year, a colleague from work has indirectly wished me dead. That colleague said in a coffee break, all those that are not willing to take the vaccine should die painfully because of Corona. He knew and still knows that I'm not jabbed. And all of my colleagues, including my boss, knows that. Also, what I think about all that, I went to work and did my work as faithful as I could. And I always said, if God is with and for me, no one can be against me. Two weeks ago, my boss said to me, that I will get a performance bonus at the end of the year. I was really surprised. And actually, I don't know why I'm getting it. As always, I only did my job. And my first thought was, I don't deserve a bonus because I didn't do any special work. I still don't know exactly why I'm getting a bonus. My boss only said that I was always faithful and came to work. I laughed a bit and said, it is my job to come to work, and I love my job. So it is really for me a God-given gift. God cares for us, and He always surprises His children. I am still touched how God cares for us, for me. I am so thankful, and I praise the Lord because, and blessings, (laughs) and I love it when she does this. She ends all of her emails like this. Any tenth of a second now, And Maranatha, much love. Pia, yes. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I like that. This is a good example of a sister in Christ who has made her job, her ministry, her mission field, and has put to work her mina, the gospel. Thank you, Lord, for that. The end of the world is going to happen and it might be closer than we think. 
There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for Truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.